Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. You are looking live inside the Vegas Media Hype Studios in the entertainment capital of the world. Now, I know what you're thinking. He is not Casey Cox, nor does he look like Casey Cox. No, I'm not Casey Cox. I'm filling in for Casey. This is Double A Anthony Alvarez live coming to you on the other side of the ball. Episode number 40. You can call this the Mike Allstott, the for Mr. Vera's case, Mr. Bill Bates, the Gary Anderson or the Gail Sayers 40 podcast edition of the other side of the ball. So... With that said, welcome to my wonderful panel. To my left, we got the man that wears many hats, the one and only Mr. Derek Duncan in the house. What's up, what's up? To my right, from the Rainbow Bridge of Asgard, he is the Viking, Mr. Scott McCorkle. Top of the morning, man. And from Krypton, <laughs> the division manager, the one and only Chris Verrett. Now, before we start, um, Chris gave a very heartfelt post on his um, account this morning, and we just want to say we're praying for you. Um, I know this is a difficult situation, but uh, hopefully this will take your mind off and have some fun, but we just want you to know we're praying for you, big dog. Appreciate that, man. And shout out to my mom. Hopefully she'll be home tonight rather than in the hospital. Uh, That's always a good thing, so we'll see what happens. Prayers up. So on this particular episode, uh, we will talk about perhaps... The newest rivalry of the Ace NFL that doesn't involve teams. And, of course, we'll preview the re- most anticipated rematch between Sickwood and the Insomniacs. And we will have the ever-so-versatile Darren Palmer in studio in the 6 o'clock hour. But first, let's talk about this perhaps newest rivalry in the Ace NFL that is not involving teams. So let's take a trip back in history. During the second half of the Aces and the Sickwood playoff game, which Sickwood Obviously one. On the YouTube feed of the broadcast, there was some um, verbal sparring, if you will, between the two play-by-play men that do the Ace NFL between Matt Ryan and one Casey Cox, to where there was a challenge handed down, and thus Casey felt to accept that challenge. And the Viking, being the Viking, (laughs) begged Derek, can this happen? And Derek said, well, since the game is practically over, by all means, go ahead and do it. No begging necessary. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I heard what that was, I was like, uh, hell yeah. Not only yeah, but hell yeah. Get that. Yeah. Let's get that on camera like now. <laughs> so with that said, so with that said, the Viking Casey went down to the field. So yours truly was in the booth to call this uh, little historic uh, gathering to which there were a 40-yard dash to which Casey peanut from the production crew and... Even Little Viking himself got on the field to yeah, run. Yeah, he was down there. Along with Steve, our uh, cameraman, and thus uh, some very funny things happened. And uh, Casey took one for the team, got his knee bloodied. Pause. <laughs> uh, all in good fun, but then something happened. Casey decided to take this very seriously. Thus, he has gone into full beast mode training. And... If we have that clip, go ahead and roll it. I was trying to, uh, whoa, whoa. Oh. So this is what it took place on June the 11th. Oh, this is the second one. Is this? 
Is this the second one? This is the second one. It's just as good, though. And watch Will cheat. Of course. Now watch the Like there's any question about that. I think we're covering him up. And we're off. And Will Franklin, the referee, is out there to hit Oh, down goes Frazier. I can't do so close. Well, look, we got to give Steve his credit. I think his finger crossed the line, so he came in second place. It broke the plane. It broke the plane. I think he was the first one to cross without a DQ because Will got an early leave. He was out of the box too early. That would have been a restart by my calculations. Well, I just want to know. Well, okay, maybe not know, but now I know what they mean when they said the yard marker jumped up and grabbed him by his foot and tripped him. Right. Exactly. Man, we got two of those monster. right there. We've turf been monster about the got turf him. monster all season. Look, my favorite thing that happened before that is Blaze looked at me. He goes, "What do you think his time is going to be?" I said, "I don't think he's going to make it." <laughs> no, look, no, Corey. Hey, shout out to Corey Hammond. He can. He he has the receipts in his message. Yeah. He asked me. He was like, "What do you really think their times are going to be?" DNF. Both of them. <laughs> Not going to happen. They weren't ready for so this. You the moment too. was big. The moment was too big for their knees. Like that's just. The ankles gave out. Look, no, when when Casey and I was down on the field, right? And when Casey was tying his shoes, I saw his knees shaking a little bit. It, there's no way you're not making it. There's too many people. He knows it's online. I'm glad it wasn't the first one against Matt Ryan. I'm glad that's, but I'm also glad that we got. He's getting to work. He understands how serious it is. And <laughs> ooh, we them first two yards got him. I'm just, <laughs> Shout out to Smooth for that one. I'm just happy it was on international television <laughs> like we're not talking it's about not. this post and like oh my god you guys should have seen what happened no this was live and direct everybody got a chance to see and it was literally the best moment of the game i mean because the game was a blowout, was a blowout. Yeah. the game was the game was well decided but it was a it what we did get to see some good football in there yes we, we got to see some outstanding athleticism in the game but we got to see the most entertaining athleticism post game <laughs> Yeah, probably the best piece of content we've delivered out of oh, the Vegas yeah. uh, thus far, and yeah, that's our competition with the uh, with, with the stinky pinky tackle. <laughs> yes, and they yeah. happen on the same day. Yeah, yeah look, <laughs> oddly enough. Man, hey, well, hold on, man. You, you said some great athleticism. Oh, in the game, yeah, yeah, in the game, yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about afterwards. That's why I was laughing. We saw we saw like great plays and got to see some examples of great athleticism, even though the, the score got away from us. But after the game, we got to see the most entertaining athleticism. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. And, yeah. uh, let's okay. not sleep. Aces made it a game for the first half. Oh, no. Bit. Aces, at, the Aces came point, out ready to run. Was, at one point, it was 12-7. to 7, And then Sick would have figured it out. And then the rest, as they say, is history. Ended up being a 58-13 blowout. And thus, the entertainment at the end. Right. And to the Aces' credit, their mercy rule came with like two minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock. That is correct. Right. The it perfect the amount of time. It went, well into the exactly. fourth, it went well into the fourth quarter. And basically, the KC run was our two-minute warning, for lack of a better term. Man, I wish we had the one with the, the deer knees. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite oh, part. When he got back up. But trying. nonetheless, even with that said, KC uh, took this seriously. High step. And now KC has a chip on his shoulder to prove that he can do this and thus... He has been in some vigorous training, which, by the way, he is on assignment, but he is watching. So, Casey, buddy, we hope you enjoy the show, wherever you may be. But still, you took one for the team, and that's greatly appreciated because you have the scars and the war wounds to prove it. Um, and we're not laughing at you. We're laughing no, with you. With you. I Whether you're man. laughing or not. No, because <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he, he, okay. he was, he was laughing. He's been a good sport about it, man, but he... 
what he did is he he gave himself an opportunity to like to to prove to everybody he's a good sport. Like he's a good sport. He's he's down for the cause. Like it, he is. He was, he's he is. he's down for the show. He's down for the league. He wants to make sure that we're out there, regardless of of how what fashion it gets out there in. He figures if this goes viral, then you know more people will tune in next week, and people will especially tune in to see him. <laughs> running that, running that one again. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, there was a post that went out on the players group today that someone said, you know, Matt is leading the charge. I'm like, I don't think Matt's ran a 40 time yet. So he's incomplete so far. So Casey well, I mean, is the leader of the clubhouse, right? they're both incomplete. <laughs> well, Casey, yeah, actually, technically they are. Casey, Casey <laughs> finished twice. He did finish the first one. And I did keep time on that one, but I'm going to keep that between me and him. So uh, was <laughs> that? I didn't stop it when the fall happened. Was <laughs> that on the stopwatch or uh, it was on my sundial? Phone. Oh, yeah. Did you, um, did you get a 10 yard split? No, no, no. I think that that would have been a two-yard split, not a ten-yard split. Yeah, I think that I think that third step really caught him. Yes. <laughs> so here's the question: This apparent grudge match. That wait a second. Wait a second. We're letting Steve Ashmore off the hook, man. We way we're, too we're, much. Okay, way no, too much. Hey, hey, hang on, just a second. Let, oh, go ahead, then. Look, floor I, is yours. So Steve. Killed the first run. Yes, he did. And he decided he, yes, elected, he, did. he elected to get back out there for the second one. And when Will was there, oh, you know, wait. Will did his thing. But Steve fell twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> and, and the, the zoom in at the just... end with him not moving and looking like he was dead. I, I, I think dead I saw body. a meme that said, y'all want to see a dead, dead body. body. That was the best. <laughs> so shouts out to all the people who contributed, participated, and gave us that great piece of content. Man, and, and, both, and both teams were out there watching, encouraging the whole thing. Like... Uh, shout out to the Aces for coming out and and playing through the like the whole game that they were allowed to play through. They came out running the ball. They established the run. They established that they're not afraid to hit. I mean, you guys got some some key pieces to work on, is like especially stopping like the rush. But you know what I mean. That comes with the more exposure you guys get for the league. It comes with more getting more people out, getting your friends out, getting the bouncers from your nightclub, like whatever you wherever you go find. Find a Uso, find a bouncer, get him out there to block for you, man. Because if, if Mallard gets a good blocker, he's going to be a problem. Well, and He you runs saw, the ball hard. And, and you saw the speed on his 3 on return for a touchdown. Yeah, he the can man, run. He, the man, once, he's almost like Savion. Once he hits the sideline, he's pretty much gone. Uh, that's, a, that's a steep comparison. My God. I said hit yeah. the sideline. But, but he is, but he is fast. He is a fast guy. He is guy. lightning fast on that 3 well, on he gets Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. For his built, yeah. it's a fast man. Yeah, I said he's Savion plus 60 pounds. Yeah. Of muscle. I mean, oh yeah, he's no, he is Billy is a beast. He is solid. Like if he was out here playing in Vegas and he was a tailback behind one of our lines, oh, he'd be a problem. But I mean, let's say put him. Uh, Force had some pretty good tailbacks this year. Let's say put him on Kryptonite and give them one more and shift someone into the line. And oh, what yeah. does their season look like this year? Oh, if you throw, yeah, yeah. So. They definitely For have sure. something to build around. They were the they were the first West Coast champ to ever travel to the East Coast. Got handed to them the same way the Force did when they played BIC. But the Aces have, are building on something, right? They had a great year in twenty twenty one. Did you know went to the Final Four up there and lost. Got beat by the Force eighteen thirteen last season, so they didn't make it to the East Coast this last time. And this year they were the number one seed in LA and <clears throat> and made it. Through the playoffs, beat the Hunters to have the opportunity to play six, to play six. So th they've got something they're building on, and you know Kelly's doing a great job down in LA building out the teams down there. We didn't get it turned on as fast as we wanted to uh, this year, but now that we're going to have a fall season and we're building it the right way, expect LA next uh, for the fall to look like Vegas fall that we just had. Let, you're right, right, right. So right. 
we're, we're I think once they get the athletes, LA has athletes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No They're question. not short on athletes. Right. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what they come out with. Like I said, because it'd be, it'd be, it's a good drive. Like, it's not a far drive. Right. So, so we can, we can definitely make that trip. And especially, like, I think all the, all the guys that kind of fall by the wayside out in Victor Valley and all those places, those guys can put, put together a team too. Well, like I said about Florida and Southern California, four threes grow on trees. So if they start <laughs> tapping into that market, start pulling from the guys who just finished up with UCLA, USC, guys that didn't get a look, mm-hmm. guys that are coming out of JUCO that didn't, get, a, off of didn't get an offer, guys coming off of surgery, not getting a look, guys just got out of the pen or whatever that, you know, for whatever nah, happened, that now, one. now they're rehabilitated. And man, they're, shout they're, out to everybody at High Desert, man. When, when, once y'all hit the ground, man, come see me. I like what you said there. And we should probably t- touch on that later, though. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, our league is built for guys who are ready to rehabilitate their careers or guys that are just looking for an outlet and looking for I, a chance. And I think L.A. has got a absolute stable of people that they oh, can be playing from. I agree. I agree. We just got to get it turned on the right way, and I think we're going to have that for the fall. So shout out to Kelly again for building the division the way she did. Shout out to the teams that are coming. Uh, my favorite team name so far that I know is coming is the LBC Regulators. Mount up. Amazing. Mount up. And Nobody the, can hate on that. Well, hold on. We'll, we'll see how good they are first. It doesn't even matter. Regardless. As long as they come out to that song, yeah, it doesn't you got matter. A great, you got a great name. You went 0-6, but you got a great name. Look, going 0-6 <laughs> might be the way to get in the first place because that's that what the insomnia did. Yeah, with... yeah, well. so, pick uh, up a munchie uh, in the scooter and, <laughs> or you pick up a Mac. So right. you took out Casey for some uh, running drills. How did that go? He worked hard. Did he? Okay. Uh, yeah, he was out there. He was not. He didn't stop moving. So like he he did everything that was asked of him. It was, it was cool. Like I I wasn't trying to kill him or anything, but he he did what he was supposed to do. After he did a workout with me in the morning. Yeah, after he was up at four thirty a.m. working out. So he did. He's been doing two a days. So it's he did he's one ready. set of two a days or over the course of three days. days. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> still two workouts in a week, but. He's doing something. He's yeah, moving. he's working. He's moving, and he's moving around on the road too. So, right, we'll see. Well, let's see if he hit. He hits our session tomorrow morning, and if he does, I know where we're at. If he doesn't, I know where we're at. Yeah, <laughs> either way, either way, right. you'll know what's up. Right, that too. So, what would you say would be if you could speak for him? What would you say would be his uh, his main goal of him? What wanting to achieve in this grudge match that's coming up, championship weekend? He wants oh, to run wait, a four three forty. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I would say, like me personally, and I would what say to stay on his feet. I mean, my, my my whole thing is to make sure he stays on his feet, keep his knees high, and, and if he keeps his knees high, he might be able to actually pull something off. So you're saying if he runs like Roger Craig, he might have a shot. He's gonna have to think he's running like that, yeah, okay. just to get them knees up. Them knees, I don't think those knees have been that high in quite some time. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So yeah, the belly kind of gets in the way sometimes. Look. We're going to help him get rid of that thing, yeah. at least a piece of it. So maybe if he doesn't have <clears throat> 10 to 15 pounds of anchor in front of him, that falling down won't be as hard, and he'll have I some quads in front, front of him as well. So I kind of hope they both fall again. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to train him not to, but if it does, if it happens, it'll be actual television gold. Yes. Oh, God. What if they take each other out? That's kind of what I'm hoping is going to happen. <laughs> Well, we like, talk like when you're running from a bear. Okay, so you're talking about a collision. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. Collision. Okay. No, they're not going out to dinner. Come on, man. I, I wasn't talking about going out. I like didn't that. say that, and I was not even implying that, sir. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fun to talk about, regardless. Yep. But I mean, the so, winner take the loser takes the winner out for dinner. Maybe that's. I yeah, don't think but, I don't think there's been a. Um, 
precedent set between these two. I think, I think, uh, I think well, there's a... Let me say, Corey Hammond put his hair on the line that if Casey Cox beats Matt Ryan in a foot race, he will shave his head. Oh. And I said, wow. I will do the same oh, if man. Matt Ryan beats Casey, if Casey goes through our training regiment. Now he's missed two days. Okay. So I'm, I'm reserving... We haven't officially accepted the challenges on it. <laughs> we've not accept officially accepted any challenges i'm ready to do that once casey commits but i was gonna i then. was going to say is there gonna be a contract signing like they do back in the days back in the good old days of wrestling no contract signing i mean we'll say it on on air verbal okay. is binding in the state of nevada okay. so th- there's a contract we could have you shave your head wait or Chris. Hold on, you just you just said something that made me want to come back to last week's conversation. I got no head I'm, to shave. I'm gonna I'm hold my peace. Right. <laughs> Verbal is binding contract in Nevada. Is that what you said? That's correct. Huh? <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We got a written one to go with it. Right. I'm, 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 but I mean, we just gonna we, stay we, off we, that Yeah, subject. we go ahead. And keep sore pushing. subject. Sore subject. Shit. I'm okay, not sore. Well, well, okay. Wait a minute. No, there, there's everything. a hole in that anyway that would get them out of it. Oh, so oh, we, oh. we haven't talked about that. I'm, I'm trying to keep everything on the level. Yeah. No. I just. Okay, so supposedly um, there is a video that just came in here that is meant for us to see. Ooh. Is, is, is that piece ready? Uh-huh. Are we ready to air it? Okay. No, like, this is brand new? Yeah, th- hot off the press. Uh-oh. Ooh, I need to see something. Okay. Uh-oh. We'll see what's Hello, going. other oh. side of the oh, ball. God, it nice. is me, Matt Ryan, the voice of the A7FL, and I am coming to you from my studio to talk to you guys. I'm not live. I'm not on the air. Don't worry about that. I didn't hijack the feed or anything. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about something that I brought up on my podcast with Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond, the much-heralded three-on-one podcast, which you can subscribe to now wherever podcasts are sold. And... <laughs> It seems like last week you guys didn't get to it, and I completely understand why. Because I, I said that you guys had 24 hours to give a list of demands for us on the three-on-one podcast for my race, my 40-yard dash with Cursival Cox. Cursival. Oh, now, Cursival, my boy. Name? Is that his government name? <laughs> that didn't happen Whoa. and i can understand why a lot happened last week and you got caught up in it and you decided to, to speak with your chest a bit on a few other things but my my boy it's clock's ticking now the clock is slowly going from weeks to days to hours, to minutes, to seconds. And seconds are very important because seconds are the things that will pace me and you. And that could be 10 seconds in the same way that I can get to a commercial break (laughs) in 10 seconds. It could be even 120 seconds. Because in two minutes, I can break down, analyze, and call a play with the best of them. Now, <laughs> I may not be the fastest man on the planet. I want you, Casey, to think. Think about whether or not you can withstand that energy. Because I want you to stare into my eyes. 
I want you to stare into my eyes because I heard what you said, and I heard. You won't even make it to 40 if you try to run the 40 against me. <laughs> I heard that you said you were going to beat me, and that's fine. But when you do that, when you go out there with your chest all puffed out, and you weeble and you wobble and you don't <laughs> fall down, <laughs> what will happen? The weekend of the 23rd. What will happen when we're set up for that 40-yard dash? I can't see that enough times. Are you going to beat me? Are you going to be able to run 40 yards faster than me? Well, the great Satchel Paige said, don't look back because there's always someone gaining on you. And KC, you're not gaining on me. I'm lapping you. I may not be as fast as you, but I could stay upright. I can move. I can think. I can shake. I can bring the walls of Jericho down on your head, boy chick. So what are your demands? Or is it run, Casey, run, run, run far away? And you see that? It's how you cut a promo, son. That's how you talk people into the venue. That's how you talk people to July 23rd in Bullhead City, Arizona. You go to a7fl.com slash championship and you buy your tickets. You sign up to come see the Combine. Mike Tice is there. Good job, Corey. Former Minnesota Vikings coach. We're going to have an AIFA game there. I might get a Rockefeller chain that day. Hey, Rob might get one. Corey might get one. Corey might wear a do-rag. Who the hell knows? But I do know that we're going to crown an A7FL champion. I'm going to be there. KC. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. Wow. If this was the NWA, WCW, WWE, whatever you want to call it. Or Catalyst Wrestling. That too. (laughs) He is the perfect heel, and that is how you generate heat, or Um, those that don't understand wrestling terms. He just generated heat. I don't want to cut you off or nothing, but I, I think you're going the wrong wrestling with these two. I think we should be talking about glow. <laughs> I'm just yeah, because both of them are gorgeous. Maybe just low. <laughs> low <laughs> makes a lot more sense than yes. glow. Yes. Okay, so maybe we should call it low wrestle. Yeah, well, I mean, shout out to Matt Ryan for a great video. And hopefully uh, Casey has the opportunity to respond to that. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, obviously he's not here today. He, did he mention calling in or anything like that? We, we get a chance to talk to him, and I, we need to have him see that. Maybe he's watching live right now. He's probably oh, he's, he's, he's definitely watching live for sure. I'm, I'm sure of that. You know what? I don't have the YouTube thread pulled up to see what's going on in the chat either. So we should probably do that. Yeah, do and that the thing that's that, normally my job over here. The thing that really kind of cracks me up is when I started watching that, the only thing that I could keep thinking was, damn, talk about shots fired. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, uh, that wasn't a 22 that he pulled out. That was a freaking howitzer. Nah, he brought it all up. Right? He said he can't even get to break on time. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's, that, 
Out of all of that, that stuck with me the most. That damn. Wow. That's your job. Wow. Well, he definitely uh, has laid down the challenge. Oh, his wife is in the chat. Oh, oh. he made it 20 yards before he fell on the second run. Thank you. She said, <laughs> so, hey, stand by your man. I'm all for it. I think that means I think they usually use that to reference domestic domestic abuse. I don't think you should say that. I don't think you should use that, especially when we're talking about this. Don't say stand by your man. Uh, lay by your okay. man. Okay, she supported her man. How about that? Did she run up there and pick him up? She wasn't here. Oh, okay. she should have. Just asking. Uh, nah, Casey, man, Casey's been working hard. Casey didn't fall. Look, I'll say that. Casey didn't fall. He didn't fall. The whole time we were training, he didn't fall. We're Good job. Look, hey, look, baby steps. Yeah. Did we run? I mean, he was running suicides, and he didn't fall. Good. All right. Well. But, and that's saying something, because he, <laughs> yeah. he went to failure with me that morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, he showed up limping. Yeah. He said his knee gave out. I think it, his quad failed, actually. I could be his knee gave out. Obviously, I wasn't there because we were doing it on Skype, so it's hard <laughs> to say. But there was a seven-minute period during our 50-minute workout where uh, he was phoning a friend of ours we all call Earl. And uh, he, he called Earl up. a few times. I don't know if Earl ever answered, but I heard him physically call Earl at least four times. Mm. Dur during our session and he had stepped away into another room so we didn't get to see it so uh but shout out to casey because he gave us all that day and i i can't wait to get him back into the session yeah, and he see don't want to fall going. again right on Damn. like i'm using it to get myself back in shape too i've been out of the gym way too long finally my gout's under control yes i'm old <laughs> yes. my gout's under control and i'm ready to rock and roll too so if somebody wants to maybe i'll take ron clerk's challenge that he throw out there to race steve ashmore but i think steve's gonna do steve, that so. steve got some wheels well, yeah. I just I mean, he's look, used to having to try to get out the way, though. Well, I just look forward to me <laughs> and Chris Vera being in the booth to call all this and have some laughter and be like, "This is this is what we came here for." Oh, speaking of which, didn't uh, you say that you were going to accept Big Rob Fabian's oh, yeah, push-up no, challenge? Yeah. Oh no, no, for sure. No, no, I'll take the push-up challenge. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that, that I mean, I mean, that's on you. I did. I did two terms in prison, so I don't know if you really want that. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, well, wow. I mean to be... what, what are the demands there, right? <laughs> hey, hold on. Butt naked booty scoots. There we, there we go. I bet every time. I've already said it. You're only gay for the stage. <laughs> hey, look, man. I did Whatever a lot takes. of fighting to keep that away. <laughs> Goodness. We can, we can bet soups or boot, butt naked booty scoots. Either way. <laughs> butt soups. naked booty scoots. What does that mean, or do I even want to know what that means? Just, so you take don't it out, say it out loud. Butt naked, booty scoots. Booty scoots. I don't have to so say it. Scotty, no. Just, for me. Um, just imagine, imagine having like somebody makes you get butt naked, and then you have to scoot across the floor like a dog trying to scratch its ass. Sounds like some Fleece Johnson stuff, and he's it's out of like, jail. Yeah, yeah. It really is just, just foul. If you don't know who Fleece, no, Johnson but really, we, we could do. I mean, we used to do bird calls or like animal calls and all kinds of stuff. We used to like tell people like, you got to get in the corner ten times, do a push up challenge for it. And so you'd be in line getting child, like, oh, man, hey, go get in the corner in front of everybody. And I just got to walk over and get in the corner. Yeah. So a friend of mine and I used to bet push-ups on demand. He's like, yeah, how many push-ups? He's like, all right, we're at yeah. a wedding. He's like, give me three. <laughs> just three. I'm in a just tux. Three, I'm in a tux. Yeah. He's like, give me three. <laughs> I'm like, damn. The worst I've seen was somebody got <clears throat> had bet, like, uh, it was like 50 Beyonce's. So they had to just do the single ladies dance in front of everybody in prison. You don't want to be caught doing that's out of line. You don't no. want to be caught doing that. Yeah. Big, big Earl's going to look at you like, hmm. <laughs> I think I like what he's doing over there. Well, I mean, his name is Big Pretty, but <laughs> it is what it is. Big Pretty.
Anyway, well, sidetracked. My fault. <laughs> right. And with that said, um, we do have a special guest in the yeah. building. Oh, yeah, I, I had I had to get my gotta train reset up, real bad. quick. Reset. Uh, we do have a special guest in the building. Um, the ever so versatile, talented, the one and only Mr. Darren Palmer from Sigwood is in the house. DP, how are you, sir? Doing great, brother. Welcome to the show. Uh, so we will uh, go around the panel. Each of us will uh, ask a question, and I'll go first. So, DP, obviously, this is a rematch as he makes his way over to Derek's seat. Oh, no, no, no. How are you, sir? Good, brother. How you doing? Good, good, good. Oh, road So, uh, <laughs> I'll ask the first question, and we'll have uh, Viking and Chris ask theirs. So, obviously, this is a rematch from week one. Very close game. Um, some might say it might be game of the year category. Here's my question, and I guess you say it's a two-part question. How different are you guys from that game and from the film that you see? How different is the Insomniacs from March the 26th to now? Uh, a lot of growth, a lot, a lot of growth on both parts. Um, first game of the season. I mean, we were like trying to figure things out. Same as the Insomniacs. Uh, a lot of the players we played in the fall brawl. We understood what they expect, things like that. Um, but we were playing with a lot of different pieces. Uh, there's guys that I've never played football with. Then there's guys that I played flag football with. Uh, but to kind of uh, turn things around and play straight up tackle, no pads, uh, change the the concept for for the most part. Um, it, it took a lot. It, it took some practice, took some reps, uh, took some game experience, uh, took some being around each other. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the same thing for the Insomniacs. But I mean, both teams completely different teams for since the first season, uh, first uh, game. Daddy, all right. Um, so. I've been watching a little bit of film on you guys, and it seems like when all else fails, and I mean, knowing this from having to play against you in, in the best game I've ever played in in my life, like the most fun game in which yes, you as an injured player also played one of the most dominant games I've seen, period. Like you're, You are like that. But it seems like you really like to eat off of one particular, not one particular play, but like you seem to move a little different on like a couple of different plays I've noticed. Like I pick up on little things, you know what I mean? But like, I was wondering if you noticed it or if it's, if it's just, you just, these are the plays it just happens on, but like the cross routes and like the rub routes, you seem to go a little bit extra heavy, like a little extra hard on you guys tend to run those. I'm, I'm, I know you guys, Mark's been working on things. You guys have wrinkles, and it's probably just because this is what works. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm giving out trade secrets here. You guys run a lot of those rub plays near the end zone. So, and I was, and you catch a lot of those touchdowns. Like you seem in close plays, mm -hmm. in physical games, you seem to always be that guy to step up and, and catch that, that ball on the sideline to, to catch that ball in traffic. And to to get back to the sideline, you're never all rah rah talking to anybody. Is that something you have to try to contain when you're making these big plays, or is this just how you are? Uh, I mean that's just how I am. Um, I mean as far as the the rub routes, things like that, I promise that's not something that we just game plan for. It's something okay. we get out there. You know, every football situation, all right. Uh, we get out there, we see things. You know, we we take what we get. Um, but as far as containing myself, like I'm excited out there. I don't, sometimes I, I may not show it in my face. Uh, I, I may not be very vocal about it, but um, 
Well, that stiff arm, you definitely showed it. Yeah, is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was a little, little, little upset that game. Um, and I, I guess I kind of took it out on him. It was not intentional. Was it supposed to be in the face? But you know, you running through the, the game as fast as you can. You know, my hand ended up raising up. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the hell of a stiff one. <laughs> pretty sure it was. Uh, okay. uh, but as far as containing myself, man, it's not really containing myself. It's just I'm so focused on the next play. That's all that is. As soon as it ends, just right to the next one immediately. Yep. Chris? And you got to be. So do I ask you the question I always ask you when I see you at the gate? What question is that? Who are you hitting today? <laughs> I'm not hitting anybody today. <laughs> not not here, at least. So no, I my question is, is actually, I, you know, you and I have spoke about this, and your game is a lot like mine was. You know, we, we didn't mind going out and doing the dirty work, hitting the corners, making things happen for our running backs, blocking downfield, any of that. You know, that was all part of our game. So I recognize that in you. Um, my question to you is uh, something that we haven't broken down here uh, with different players in the past, and I kind of would like to get your idea of, of or your feelings on how do you feel about facing – uh, the Insomniacs again. But bigger question is, which one of the cornerbacks do you feel like you could take advantage of? Uh, how do I feel about facing them again? Excited, uh, I guess, to kind of put it in one word. I mean, uh, that was our our only L on the season. I mean, I don't want to go into this game and just straight up, this is revenge, this is revenge. You know, I want to focus on the things that we need to and not just revenge because focus on revenge kind of ends bad for you sometimes. So uh, I'm excited, though. You know, we get to play against these guys. Uh, I mean, they're ranked number one for a reason. All right, so uh, for us to compete and play a good game, like a physical game, a competitive game, I'm excited. I mean, we all are. Uh, as far as the cornerbacks, I mean, they're cornerbacks. They got some pretty physical guys. I mean, I've seen some guys come up and, and lay some hits. Um, I see some guys cover the pass pretty well. Uh, so I'm not going to say I can pick one out specifically, uh, but I know that when I run my routes, I'm going to run them hard, balls in the air, I'm going to go attack it. Uh, I can't sit there and pick out one guy and say I'm going to take advantage of him, though. Fair enough. Can, can I sneak in one more no, question? No, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, big question um, with Lavish being down. One one of the more successful plays for y'all, on top of the three-on-one, which his return is dangerous. Mm-hmm. On top of that, that jet sweep to wheel route where he takes off, that option opens up a lot. Who do you get that has the football awareness and the speed to just try and even even if they you're not going to give it to them to make that same distraction because it seems like that's a huge read for you guys on offense and I know you're probably pretty instrumental in the building of this offensive package looking at these guys looking at the athletes you guys want to make sure you have your spacing and you want to make sure you have these pulls so how do you replace a guy that dynamic now I know he's an implement uh, instrumental player on the sideline. And he's still going to be there. And he's still going to be there for you guys to help you guys emotionally and from a preparedness standpoint. But how do you replace that type of athleticism hang, heading into the biggest game of your season? You can't. Uh, honestly, Lav brings just something different to the table. Uh, his explosiveness, uh, the, his playmaking <clears throat> ability, the the yak yards afterwards. Right. Uh, you know his hair flailing through the through the field. <laughs> you know the air and everything. Goldilocks, that's my boy. Um, you know you can't replace it, but what you can do is we can practice it. We can work on it. We can do things differently. Uh, it's not going to look the same thing. You know because Lav is Lav. You know nobody's right. going to run like Lav because he's himself. Heard. You know. 
Uh, but we can take that play, take whatever plays that we would, you know, run specifically for laugh and kind of work on it, make it look a little bit differently, but make it cater to us. You know what I mean? So obviously, your defense is stacked. Their defense is very stacked and very good. And obviously, whenever you play them, you have to worry about number 20 and number 20, AJ and Chris. Mm -hmm. So I know you guys have been watching film, been practicing hard. Second time go around. What's the strategy to try to not necessarily stop them, but try to contain them and not make them be a big factor in this game? Um, just to play ball, man. Uh, um, I mean, you can't really... I mean, of course, you can game plan against guys. Uh, but when you get out there, you can game plan all you want. Uh, things might not necessarily go the way that you intend them to go. So, uh, I mean, we, I can't say, like, we're going to double-team one guy. We're going to seal one guy and, and do that. Just, you know... We want the win, right? We want to continue down this path. So we just have to play football, and we have to play it hard. So then my, th my follow-up to that is, when you look at the Insomniacs as a whole, where do you see their weaknesses? Where do you think that you guys can attack? Now, I don't want you to get, obviously give out anything that you guys are game planning for on Sunday, but just a little bit of, a, of an understanding of where you think they are the weakest at that you guys can attack them. Uh, Man. I like this loaded question. <laughs> uh, it might be a little bit, but it, not meaningful. Yeah. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, when we start to dissect you guys and them, there's not what I would consider a glaring weakness on either squad. Mm -hmm. So I just want to see it from a player's perspective. What do you guys, what have you guys been looking at that you're looking at a little bit and maybe you're not telling me everything and that's fine, but just a little bit of what you guys have seen on film that might give you a little bit of an edge. Uh, let me see. Without, I guess, saying anything too crazy. Uh, I I know I said football situational, right? Um, you know we look at film and we could game plan certain things, but until we go out there, run a play, see how they respond to it, I don't really feel as though you can, you know, take that. You know, uh, let's say we go out there, we one run play, one run one play, and uh the corner doesn't come down that the, you know, the tackle to running back or something like that. Uh, you know, we might see a misdirection type thing, or, or if we are running the ball and we see the cornerbacks getting a little bit lazy, we might do a play action, something like that. But uh, as far as looking at film and seeing like a, a direct weakness in their game plan, I haven't seen one. Um, you know, maybe the other guys on the team have, I mean, we'll, we'll see, right. We still got practice this week. Um, but I just haven't seen one clear as day, something that we were planning on, uh, I guess, going at right now. Gotcha. I can respect that. Um, <clears throat> I'm just wondering, uh, you guys move around a lot at the running back position. Mm -hmm. Are you guys trying to find the exact right fit? Or are you guys just kind of demonstrating how fucking athletic your team is? <laughs> and how versatile like to because is. Right, like because Mora. Yeah, you throw him in for a game to what two, two three two, two, touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns. Boys, nice. Uh, Justin the force. right after that. Yep. Two touchdowns. Or right before that. Sorry, right before that. Justin jumps in two touchdowns. It kind of seems like uh, you guys, it, you don't have to plug like keep plugging to try and see, but maybe you guys are just trying to see how deep you guys really are. You know, come these later games. You know, if you need situational stuff and. Say Justin's gassed, and you need you need to know how everybody runs the ball when they mm -hmm. really have it in their hands. And don't forget, Easy's got some touch with the ball, also. Well, <laughs> Easy's been running the ball for you guys. Like Easy's been one of the probably one of the first people to start at like the running back position. Yep. 
like at, for this team, and they've kind of been adding to it. I think they haven't been really, and I hope I'm not again putting stuff out there. Y'all haven't been showcasing easy. Like I think you you guys line up so well, like person for person with the Insomniac personnel, and like so like like, and I hope both of you guys look at this as like a compliment. Darren Palmer and Munchie. You know what I mean? Like these guys can both play all over the field, I've both crazy athletic. Yeah. You know, what I mean? and like and at every position, you guys both have these. You guys have you know, say I'm Matt Kenny, and you know all these different comparisons. Where you guys have these monsters at all these different positions, I would make the comparison of Easy runs the ball a bit like Tay. So he's that downhill, that. like in between the tackles. But if he gets loose on you, he will put a hus on you. Yep. Like he will like don't get it don't let that lar- that wide body like fool you. He will put a huss on you, make you like put his foot on the ground and make you miss. So like I was just wondering, are you guys still just trying to find pieces or are you guys just like fuck it, let's just see like let's just see what doesn't work. Uh <laughs> I, I I know some of the things, you know, that we we go out there we do and it's like, oh, they're trying something new. We we haven't tried anything new. This is stuff that we've been doing. We've been practicing, right? So right, even okay. if you guys haven't seen Mora or Shep with the ball or anybody else we decide to put there, like we've been practicing it. So that way, when we put it in the game, it's nothing new. It's not new. Right? Right. It may look new right, to everybody else, but we've been practicing it. Um, also, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to be one-dimensional. Like no one wants to be out here. Uh, you know, watch out, this guy's going to get the ball, and when he gets the ball, he looks like this. You don't want to do that because it's too easy to game plan against. But if we, you know, change up personnel, we change up the concepts that we do, we change up this, I step out, or, or I go to the line, you know, you can't really get a foot on or a, a hand on uh, what we're doing, right? So it's a little bit harder to game plan against if you're not, you know, putting the same thing out there all the time. Right, so you guys are just running your scheme just – Practicing a bunch of people at it. You guys have the athletes. We're just going to keep this rotation going. No, so no matter what, the cog, like the the wheels in the cog, don't quit spinning. Absolutely. Regardless, just, what just keeps on going. I mean, like, like MG will say this. Uh, there, we don't have any starters on our team. There, there's nobody. There's not a depth chart. There's not uh, the ones out, the twos out. You know, it's whoever we want out there for this situation, the moment of the game. You know, whose number we call on go out there. Do you think? It's actually a nice way to look at it. Kind of like <clears throat> Golden State Warriors from three years ago. And, not, they're not, but, sending, not sending backups. They're sending in reinforcements. How? Okay, now the big question. Mm, I don't even know. Mm. You know we're, no, we're in the playoffs because I'm not even going to ask that. We're in the playoffs. We're going to focus on this year. Okay. Um, but a question on everybody's mind is, and I don't even want you to answer it necessarily, but a question on everybody's mind is, is, is that mentality going to maintain next, next season after this great run? Are people still going to be hungry for a natty or are they going to be hungry for playing time? And you have so many athletes yep. that, that that attitude can change. If the first season, it's easy to have that, that attitude, right? Mm-hmm. As a group, as a collective. But then once you're, you know, you know how good you are, but maybe systematically, like, make, like, cause fight, like, styles make fights. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're not the right style for the, the, you know, for me. And sometimes I'm not the right style for the rush. If you come out with four big old ooses on the line, why are you going to put my 200 pound ass on the line? For what? Speed. Move me back to linebacker and push somebody speed, up. You know man. what I mean? Push somebody else in. They can actually push with these guys. Everybody, it's hard to maintain that, that attitude year after year. But what we've seen from the East Coast is that these guys will do that. Mm-hmm. 
And I was, I'm just, I'm hoping with everything in my chest that says Vegas versus everybody, y'all maintain this year after year. And this isn't like a, a pit bosses one and done team. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping like y'all can. But I mean, does that put us better <clears throat> in a place for um, ironing sharpened iron? Because realistically, coming into the season, after watching you guys, watching Sickwood, it it was very difficult for me to see any other two teams um, at this at this uh, point in the season for the playoffs. Um, I did question whether or not the force had enough. And, of course, I had them in the mix to see if they would actually get there, mm-hmm. only because we didn't know what they had because they didn't play in the fall, right? So we only saw what they had from the prior season, and they took the full season off until they came up. So I how think- are we going to be able to look at them and say, okay, we kind of understand what they have? Nobody Can't. knew. Yeah, I think knew. they would have benefited so much from playing in that. Even if they didn't play as a team, if they would have like kind of like, you know, like you saw the the beat, like the jumps Curtis made, even though he didn't get the touches and everything he got, like just like the experience of the in the game, how to handle the emotions of the game. Absolutely. Like because you catch extra shoulders, mm-hmm. you're gonna catch a shoulder to the mouth that feels intentional, but the guy was just trying to tackle you. You have to contain that, and if you don't. You're going to cost your team. And that 15 yards in this game where the three-on-one is crucial, where the extra point matters, if you commit a, a, a if you take offense to a, a little bitty shoulder or elbow on the goal line on a, on a two-point conversion in the championship game, you just lost the fucking game. And not just for you and your team, but for Vegas and us. I can't handle that. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're not, we not doing that. We've been talking too big for all that. So let me ask this. Um, during your playoff run so far, you guys kind of gotten off to slow starts, not hitting your stride, not hitting your gear, and then the second half, the adjustments are made. Why do you think that's been happening in these two playoff games, the slow starts, and then all of a sudden it picks up? Why do you think that is? Uh, man, uh, tell you the truth, I don't know. Um, that's something that, uh, you know, once it starts happening, you know, me, a couple other guys, we, we start getting vocal, like, hey, guys, wake up. Like, uh, because we understand that, you know, against a good team, uh, a really good team, the guys that kind of got their ducks in a row, you won't be able to come back from that. There, there is no waking up. Once you get hit in the mouth, you get hit in the mouth, and it keeps on coming. Uh, so, honestly, I don't know how to answer that question. I, I can't say uh, exactly why that's been happening. But um, tell you this game, you know, it, it shouldn't be any waking up. This, this is a game that – uh, a lot of us have been looking forward to, and not just because it's against the Insomniacs. It's just like we're farther along down the road now, so uh, we shouldn't have to wake up to, to you know try to take that championship run, you know. So uh, you know this game that shouldn't be a problem, you know. So hopefully we don't have to you know deal with that question again. So before you before you get out of here, I know we're we're kind of running short on time. Um, elephant in the room, you guys have had a real fucking problem stopping the run in the first half of each of the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. How do you fucking fix that? Looking at who you're looking at. Yeah. And and not just at this game, but I know the mindset in your locker room is we're winning this game. But even looking past that, y'all got to fucking fix it. What, without trying to give any, like, the secrets away before the game, mm-hmm. how in an attitude way do you fix that on the line? Because if you, you can hear it, it it's, it's not a schematic thing. It's where guys are lining up physically. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, coming from a D lineman, the splits are atrocious on your D line. Yeah, I've, I've you know seen what I mean? you call like, it out during yeah, the game. So, so, like, these things have to be, like, how do you address it going forward? 
like knowing you have this long run game coming at you like how do you sit down with guys and say like look you got to fix it or you got to sit yeah like is that the mentality or is it let's fix it or is it fix it or sit uh right now honestly it's uh we we noticed it right i mean it's clear as day uh things happen you know everybody sees it the audience sees it you guys see it you call it out right. honestly when i go back and i watch the film you sit there they have to move over or they have to take this split i, I hear it and i acknowledge it as well um that's just going to take practice. I mean, that's something right. we're, we're clearly going to really have to focus on. Um, but, you know, the, the, the coaches that we have in position, uh, the, the guys going over the defense, I have nothing but trust uh, right. that they're able to do that. Because if I showed you guys uh, the, the group chat, which I clearly won't, but right, I right, showed right, you right, the right. group chat uh, or, or anything of the sort, man, it's like we're, we're hounding things. We're, we're talking Steel about the things phone. that – <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about the things that we have to get better at. You know, right. We're talking about the things that we have to make sure, uh, you know, won't turn into a weakness if we get too, you know, lazy with things or whatever it is. Right. Um. So I, I feel as though there's something that we're going to fix. You know, okay. it's just going to take repetition. Chris, last question. My last question is actually pretty simple, and it is not for you, not meant for you to look past this game, mm -hmm. but more of a question of if you guys get by Insomniacs. With what we've seen from some of the East Coast teams, and some of these East Coast teams have some pretty stout offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. um, with what, to piggyback off of what uh, Viking said, the problem that I see is that the slow starts and the ability for teams to run on you guys early, like you were just saying, if you're not up for it, if you don't wake up in that first quarter, we, or first half of the game, we see what could happen. So the question is simple, and that is, do you think that this is a game that you guys use to really get that right to make sure that you're ready to go to that next level? Because realistically, let's face it, in the playoffs, if you don't win going to Cincy, if you win this game, you don't win going to Cincy, that's it. Mm -hmm. There is no championship game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's def definitely something we got to focus on this game, right? So... Uh, if we plan on continually going down the line, playing different teams, making it all the way to the championship, that's something that we're going to have to fix now. So uh, I feel like any team in this position would do the same thing. They they would take their practices. They would take these games. They would focus on the things that they need to fix. So that way, next game is not a problem. It's not an issue. So, I mean, I feel as though that, that really much answers the question. Like, yeah. you know, right then and there, we got to take care of it. We got to fix it. Uh, so that way we can continue down this run. All right, last question. Rematch. Obviously, we know it's a, a much-anticipated rematch. Mm -hmm. Do you expect anything like the first game on March the 26th, or do you expect something different this upcoming Sunday? I feel as though it's going to be a dogfight, man. I, I really feel as though. I have to – I'm one of those guys, I have to give respect if respect is due, right? I'm not going to sit there and downplay a player, downplay a team. You know, Insomniacs, they did their thing. They're number one for a reason, clear as day. Uh, I feel as though it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, you know, in, in regards of either team. Uh, it's just going to be, you know, it, it might be like that that BIC and, and Patterson U game. Like it comes down to the last second and last play, you know, who wants it more, who gets the bigger push, you know. Um, hopefully it doesn't take that long to decide who wins the game. Now, with that said. With two seconds on the clock. <laughs> with that said, it is heard on record that you said you would like to personally match up against Patterson U. Now, with your team, who do you think you match up better against? The Watchmen or the Nightcrawlers? 
watch, if you were to play, if you were to play one of those two teams, Watchmen. I haven't really watched. And that's crazy. I just said that, but no, uh, no pun intended. Wow. Uh, Watchmen haven't really uh, watched. Um, Nightcrawlers. Uh, the the last game I seen, man, it just it looked like um backyard football. Not to t- talk down of what they were saying, what they were doing. Looks like they were just playing around. Like so, it's kind of hard to you know get a comparison or, or break them down if they're just throwing the football back lateraling. 15 yards and a lineman scoring a touchdown. Yeah, point well taken. Well, with that said, our sincere thanks to the very versatile, talented Darren Palmer from Sickwood for joining us here in the studio. Thank you, sir. All Thank the you. best luck on Sunday. You, Good bro. luck against the Insomniacs. But with that said, would you like to remain on the show with us for the rest of the time? Rest of the time, I can't do boss. As I would love to. Trust me, I would love to. But I got to get to practice. It's a... It's a it's an oh, important, yeah. important game. Right. Hardworking man. Wait, yeah. did, did you say back. there's an important game on Sunday? Uh, yeah, is that know, what it turns out? Yeah. And oh, okay. Damn, man, maybe I should pay attention to my schedule. Yeah. Bonanza High School. Oh, is yeah. that what time it is? Yeah. yeah. You might want to make sure you're available for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So wait, I can't wait, watch wait, it at home on TV. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to be there. You got to feel it. No, thanks to Darren Palmer. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Have an amazing day, brother. Try not to knock down one of these microphones. All right. All right, so with that said, um, if you had to notice, there is a, a championship game upcoming in Bullhead City, Arizona, at the Anderson Fieldhouse for the weekend of July 21st through the 23rd. There's a lot of events going on, food trucks galore, flag football championship games, and also the combine, which, if you hadn't heard, former NFL player and former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, as Double D joins us back on the panel, Mike Tice will be running the combine that's Mike taking Tyson? place. Yeah, Mike Tice. <laughs> Mike, did you say Mike Tyson? Mike, no, no, not Tice. No, no, it's not, no, not okay. Not, I'm not, gonna eat your kids. I'm not, not the fighter. Not the fighter. The coach. Oh, okay. Damn, Mike Tice, bad. former Titan in the NFL, who played for eleven seasons and also coached the Minnesota Vikings for four, will be at the combine, and scouts from the NFL, XFL, AFL, and the USFL will be there. So, it's all about dreams. It's all about that one shot. And if you have that desire to go there. Go to the Combine, Bullhead City, the weekend of July 21st through the 23rd. From a promoting perspective, have you guys heard that that news has hit the Newswire today and it's all over the AP? I read. I read the, actually yeah. read the article, yeah. So I, that's we, we are blowing up right now. So uh, I'm hoping to see a full smattering of guys come out. Because, you know, I don't know if everybody knows how we set this up or not. So it's $65 to run in the Combine. That's the lowest price you can get for any Combine where you're right. going to have NFL, XFL, USFL. <laughs> And AFL, the the Arena Football League is coming back. They want to see our numbers, so we've limited it to two hundred guys because we don't have to. We don't have to have a free for all. But <clears throat> excuse me, if you pay your registration fee, it gets you into all the events that weekend. So you got tickets to all the the AIFA game, our championship game, the and you get to see obviously the flag stuff. And then uh, if you want to watch the esports stuff, you, you're able to get in there, right? In addition to that. It also pays your fall registration if you decide to stick with the A7FL. So if you don't mm. get picked up by any one of these teams and you want to try your try out and play in the A7FL in either LA or Vegas, your $65 covers your fall registration fee. So it's kind of a smart idea to get out there regardless who you are if you were considering playing the A7FL and you get an opportunity to get a look from these guys. So and again, Mike Tice. Go to A7FL.com to purchase your stuff. Go. I mean, again, you have a dream. This is your one shot. What you gonna do with it? Go to h7fl.com. That's it. I'm I'm signing up tomorrow. <laughs> At 51, I'm, I'm coming sold. out of retirement. I'm sold. The alien from Krypton is putting the suit back on. Hell no. My <laughs> wife would kick my ass. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> well, there it is. Right. 
<laughs> I don't want to get my ass kicked. Yeah, don't twice. do nothing stupid. But yes, there is a flag. Y'all Kenny. <laughs> there is a flag football championship. <laughs> and again, there is a, a whole bunch of food trucks. It's a really exciting time. It'll be my first time going there. Ain't been to Laughlin slash Bullhead in years. So anxious to see the fight for the championship on the Colorado River. It's going to be a foot race. Camp Davis, here and, we come. <laughs> foot race and a 40-yard dash between Casey Cox and, and Ryan. And by the way, I'm not responsible for anything but my uh, getting back to my hotel in the nighttime. Do you need yeah. somebody to carry you? I do. Um, I for sure do. I, there's I there's a good possibility of that. Okay. Uh, okay. The only problem is it's a two for one special because my wife will be with me, so you're gonna have to carry both of us. We got wheelbarrows yeah, and right. wheelchairs. Uh, I might need both. Copy that. Duly noted. <laughs> Derek, anything you would like to add? So, uh, as far as bullheads concerned, we are gonna have the guys from New Jersey coming down to Bullhead to call that game. We're gonna have Viking and dub as a sideline reporter so we're gonna have a really cool kind of atmosphere bro you're not on the broadcast we no <laughs> no but i'm bummed because i've been saying that for like this whole season but you and i do get to call this grudge match between matt and kc so there there, there, there is i guess the, i guess there is some positive the, yeah there, there is some balance yes but i'll you get wanna, to laugh my ass off but you no. want to get a mic in your hand and do some stuff we'll, we'll set that up i mean you definitely have the chops to do it but that's the way it's been set up so far but I'm super excited to have our entire broadcast team that's been doing all together. the three-on-one game, or excuse me, the games of the week all together, hanging out together. You know, there, there's yeah. some animosity there, but it's all in good fun, and I want to see us all get together and chop it up and, you know, watch this run take go off, watch, watch Viking absolutely destroy, destroy Big Rob in a push-up competition. This is going to be fun. Right. Gauntlet dropped. And maybe, maybe if Ashmore drops out, I'll run against Ron Clark. We'll see what that goes like. That dude is probably way faster than I've ever been. So <laughs> that'll be stupid on my part. But And perhaps somebody might join me in the Ball and Brotherhood and <laughs> be a shiny cue ball like myself. Someone's going to. Yeah. We're just not, we, we're not sure who it is yet. Yeah, but the, the, there yet. is a possibility. So anyhow, of course, the big, big setup for this particular episode, the as I like to say, the Mike Allstott 40th episode of the show, is the much-anticipated much heavyweight rematch between Sick With It and the Insomniacs, of course, back on opening day for the spring season. They met on March the 26th, which turned into an instant classic, which the Insomniacs squeaked by Sick With It with a 42-39 score, and that's with the Insomniacs spotting Sick With It, a 14-0 lead. But just going through the gauntlet as we go through the tell of the tape, the Insomniacs had a perfect regular season. They finished the season somewhere no sick with it. That was their only loss. They ran the gauntlet, have won six. They finished the regular season six and one. And stats-wise, it's just almost as even as it could possibly be. Sick with it actually scores more points than the Insomniacs, 58 to 55. But the Insomniacs have had the pleasure of having four of their last five games pitching literally a shutout. But they were finally human last week or two weeks ago as they... Let OTT find the end zone in the only score of that game for OTT. But if you look at the playoff stats, the Insomniacs have averaged a whopping 76 and a half points <laughs> and have only given up three. To oh, which, wow. To which sick with it. Not that they've had the harder gauntlet per se. I mean, the game against the Force was a battle, was a dogfight, came down to two points. Yeah, two good look, let's not bullshit. The Force was a really good team, and sick had to play a really yeah, good they, team. Yeah, they, they played. The, they played a very tough game. And, and, and Sonny X didn't play any really good teams. They have not. So, correct. But did they play sick with it? 
I'm saying in the playoffs. In oh, the playoffs, playoffs. yeah. Okay. Right. Not, not even a little bit. Sorry. I'm not saying that, uh, again, Sick with us, they didn't have the much difficult task to the championship game so far, but, the, I mean, the, the Force was a very tough competitive game. They were down 19-6. They figured it out. They let the Aces hang around. Then they finally figured it out. And just like DP said, they can't do that against a team like the Insomniacs, or it might turn into a very ugly ball. But here's the question I want to ask, and, and this is for discussion across the whole panel. Now... Both games that Sick has played in the playoffs have gone into the fourth quarter. And it's been a long time since the Insomniacs have seen the fourth quarter. Do you think that might possibly be a factor in this game? No, because, I mean, the Insomniacs, if anything else, they, they're going to be fresher and not, ha- and, you know, but Sick will be battle tested. So the, the one thing that I have pointed to in my analysis of both teams and why I said that I thought Sick would win before Lavish went down was that I feel like Sick organizationally was a stronger team as far as how they come together, how they don't let things get out of control as in the huddle. And when they're down, they're not yelling at each other. They're, they're yelling to, to figure things out and not like, you suck, let me get, get, let me get in the game. There's some guys on the Insomniacs historically that have been that way, but they haven't been that way this season because they've never really been down except for week one, and they battle back from that. So I really don't think there's going to be that much of an effect for that. I think Insomniacs have been building for specifically games like this. Their focus has been primarily on the East Coast all season, and Sick is the one roadblock that they have Mm -hmm. to get through, and everybody knows it, maybe in the Insomniacs or G-Dub, who's in the chat saying they better win by 21 and they're going to get worked in New Jersey. Maybe. This guy. Maybe they're just a speed bump. But but I think Sickwitted has every bit of talent in the organization and the coaching to give the Insomniacs a very, very good game. And I think, think, again, it'll be a one-score game. And I originally picked Sick to win, but with Lavish out, I'm kind of like, now what, right? Now, Scotty, you earlier you said that you were watching some film. Mm -hmm. And you said... You think it's going to be nothing like it was back nope. on March the 26th. No. Why do you say that? Okay, so here's a couple of things that happened super early on um, that I don't think necessarily will happen again. Insomniacs ball on the carpet twice. Two early picks. Out of those four, four turnovers, they spotted them that 14-point lead. Correct. Right? They've cleaned it up. RTC dropped the ball. Get the fuck out of here. That don't happen like that, right? And in a big game like this, isn't that it, it? No, I I think they're too they're too seasoned. Um, also, Insomniacs were only bringing two linemen for the entire first half. Zero pressure. Once they started dialing it up, things changed. Like the the swing of the game, the time in the pocket, it changed. But also, sick did counter with that. JG is fucking incredible. Sick with it did not have that core of the Usos that they have. You know what I mean? Like they have, they weren't, they are a, as athletically talented as they are, they're also a team. Teams need time. They've gotten some time. They've gotten some reps, not against themselves. They've gotten that polish. The coach, Mark Gray, he now has a feel for the A7. This has been a lot of bend, don't break. Let's see. I feel like they kind of felt like they had handles on these last two games. Let's stick with what we have, see worst-case scenario, how we can pull out of it. I think that this ends up different just off of 
just off the strength of those first those those first four turnovers. I don't think we see many turnovers at all in this game. Maybe a couple of picks and a forced fumble. That's it. Chris, you always talk about the trenches. I do. How, how do you how do you see the trench warfare? It's an interesting concept because when I take a look at both teams, um, if I have to give them, like, if I'm grading them across the board on a scale from 1 to 10, um, and, again, this is just my opinion. It isn't, you know, indicative of anything. I've got to give the edge to the Insomniacs on both offensive and defensive lines. Um, And it's, you know, not like a nod Oh, yeah, you guys are better. It's, you know, really close. Um, what I see from the defensive line for the Insomniacs is almost like a, uh, you know, when they start to go and they pin the errors back, it's, you better look out, you know. Um, and my question mark is still just a little bit on the uh, sick with it side as far as their offensive line is concerned. Now, I watched what the Aces did to them in the first quarter and the first half of the game that they played for um, a couple weeks ago, and that was a little bit concerning. Now, I saw them clean that up in the second half, but the question is there that what if uh, the Aces made that adjustment as well? Would we still be seeing that? So there's there's question marks. There's question marks on both sides. But like I said, the, the where I have to give the edge, just a little bit of an edge to them, is to the Insomniacs for what they bring offensively and defensively in the trenches. Now, D, put your coaching out for a minute. Now, obviously, you just said the big factor is Sick doesn't have a lavish. So if you're Coach Gray, what would be your offensive game plan? How would you utilize the talent that you still have, which is a very talented team? How would you utilize your parts? I would say they need to be patient. Don't worry about trying to get the big splash plays. Take the air out of the ball. Make sure we keep the game close and grind. Get these guys frustrated because if I'm right that the Insomniacs are concerned about how they look on TV sometimes and concerned about who should be in the game when things aren't going the right way and fight and infighting, it hasn't happened yet this season. So I, I, I'm not – look, this is just historically speaking with some of the guys that are on that squad – if Sick takes the air out of the ball and grinds and keeps scoring on every drive and taking eight to ten minutes off the clock on every single very long drive, dudes start to get real, real frustrated, and that ugly monster could pop up. Panic. Uh, on, on the other side, though, Insomniacs have such a quick-hit offense, man, and they, have, they, they still quick. have their return game. You haven't seen half of their returners touch the ball that are, are electric in five weeks. When's the last time Trey Robinson returned a kick? I mean... Davik has never returned a kick, a kick, a throw. So they've got guys that are legit 4-3 speed on that team that could really take the roof off on offense and on returns that gives them a decided advantage of athleticism that Sick cannot necessarily match speed for speed that I've seen. But their technique is strong. Mm -hmm. So the answer is take the air out of the ball. Use their rush against them. Make sure they have a fantastic screen game and make sure that the quarterbacks know how to step up in the pocket because the interior rush from the Insomniacs isn't as good as the outside rush. And Sick is the one team that knows how to step up in the pocket that is in the Las Vegas division, period. Now, Scotty, you and I always talk about stopping 20 and 10. Mm -hmm. So So, what's the game plan in trying to contain those two? Just to piggyback off of what Derek just said, my very first note while I was watching like the sick game uh, or the sick games that I watched during the day um, was that they really eat on extended pass plays. 
where JG just gets to sit in the pocket. Right. And maybe it's not always the prettiest pocket. His pocket awareness is good. The thing is, this moving pocket that the Insomniacs create can be a problem for that style of offense. But we also see that, like, the flip side of that, when they get down into the two-point conversions into the red zone with all the, what I brought up with Palmer, which is all these rub plays and these crossing plays where they just kind of try and confuse people right off the rip. And, you know, they have some athletes that are hard to line up against. You know what I mean? Like the Bets, the Palmers, they're bigger guys that are fast and know how to play the game. Like you, you're not just going to line up on this guy and think you're as a coverage corner. You're just going to be able to hang with him on a rub route in the end, like uh, it, in the red zone. It's not going to work out that well. I think the term is they both have tremendous body control. Yeah. And, and and it's a bunch of them. Like and and shout out to Bets, man. I saw your post uh, and <laughs> and after watching the games, man. I, I'm not gonna say who the guilty party was, but man, you got called Darren Palmer a lot. So your your post is very valid. I understand. <laughs> man, it was every time him and and I don't know uh, why I'm having so much fun on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> I was, was I was bad. sitting over here giggling when Derek was talking about take the air out of the ball. I'm sitting there laughing like, okay, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go around the table. Um, who is gonna be the X factor that nobody is talking about in this game Sunday? Chris, we'll start with you. Damn, why me? Because I was just thinking about one. that you're, when you're, you you're said the, it. You're so. the next one to speak, sir. Um, I think the X factor to me, um, when I start looking at this thing, is somebody that is um plays can play both offense and defense. Uh, I would like to say the return game is going to be the difference, especially for the Insomniacs, because of the returners that they have. Trey's had some rest and he can come out and really fly. But I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, I've talked about the trenches. I'm going to talk about my boy Mac, and I think that he could be a difference uh, maker in this. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to steal that from you, V. Sorry, bro. But so you're saying I, I gotta... X is the X factor. X is the X factor. <laughs> so, yes, X is the X factor. X factor. I was like, I got it. I mean, come on, man. You're talking about a dude that played without his cleats on for the first quarter right. of, of the last game they played and was bullying people. Like crazy. I mean, I I don't know how else you could say it. I mean, I've never seen a man that has that kind of athleticism and really kind of he he really pulls back. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen this guy. He has an opportunity to absolutely blow people up, and he knows what we're trying to do. And he kind of tones it down just a little bit. Can you imagine when he unleashes? Right. I he mean, picks, he oh, when he gets moment. to somebody yeah. he doesn't like, yeah. Oh, dude. See, it, the it's... thing is, is he's picking guys up and running with them yes. right now, and like, like they're them. the football. When he actually hits somebody, this man dislocated my elbow after I got a sack in a flag game, slapping my hand. Congratulations! Bow, uh, just jaw. <laughs> and he popped it back in, and we kept playing the game. Basically, he's saying Damn. the man has yes. power, a lot of it. Man, that's grown man strength right there. Oh yeah. That's a grown man. It's like running into a a friggin' wall, you know, like the wall behind Derek, that brick wall right there. That is the equivalent of running into Mac. And and the thing about it is, you know, sometimes when you give give somebody a five, you know, you kind of body them a little bit. And I made the mistake of doing that, and my shoulder hurt for a little while after that. So I'm just I'm just being honest. And look, you asked about the X factor. If this man makes plays on the offensive line and then also plays on the defense. All I can say is be careful 
be careful because he is, he's got one thing in mind and he's told me plenty of times, you know, what makes the difference to them and what drives them is the chip. So, I mean, when you start to think about that, he's not looking past anybody. He's just looking at the next somebody. So I'm just letting you know. That's my, that's my X factor. D. I'm going to go with a non-player. It's going to be 99 degrees and 4 o'clock game on Sunday, and the Insomniacs wear black jerseys. Mm. If Sick does what I said and takes the air out of the ball and really grinds, that defense could get a little worn down. They've got depth, but, but. but their top guys are their top guys, no matter how much depth they have. Yeah. And, if, and if guys aren't hydrating right, if guys went out the night before and didn't treat the game right and they're not, and they're not taking the game, if they're not respecting the game the way they need to, there's a chance that the heat of the day is the real X factor for me. Yeah. Uh, on the field, I say it's Trey Robinson. I think I haven't seen him. I think if the Insomniacs get down and they <laughs> and they end up going to Trey at quarterback, no one has had to defend a quarterback like that this season in in a seven. And people aren't really read, really ready for okay, we're in zone or we're in man, and everybody's downfield, and a guy that runs a four three takes off with the ball. Yeah. A that, real 4-3. Right. So we haven't seen that. that I mean, that's what Sterry Codrington and the BIC is. You know, he's dynamic with the ball, so you got to respect and cover your guys. Yep. But as soon as you turn your back and he realizes he's got 20 yards in front of him, he's, he's out. He's gone. Yeah. And that's what, Trey, that's what Trey was doing. So Trey, the Heat and Trey are my two X factors. Got it. So my X factor is going to go to a matchup. Mm. And it's going to be DP and Munchie. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is when they come out, unless they put Munchie on DP immediately, it will quickly, quickly turn into that because deep, they're both such a hard matchup to overtake like that. I don't see how you can put really anybody that can stay with him and be as physical on both sides of the ball. And I'm not talking about DP or Munchie. I'm talking about both of them. Being able to match that willingness to go up and get for the to go up and fight for the ball, be willing the willingness to do whatever it takes, though downfield blocking. These guys are literally cracked from the same mold. Yes. So they're gonna play through injuries. They're gonna play through adversity. They're not gonna care what the score is. They don't care what the possession, the down. They don't fucking care. These guys are out here to hit and play football. And they're and I will I'll take back the first part of that. They're not here to hit. They're here to play football. And they are here to win football games. And sometimes it takes a football move instead of a hard hit to do that. They both and do both that. of these guys have the ability to do both things and to be able to discern between the two. And I think the X factor is going to be able, is going to be, it's going to come down to who wins this matchup. So going both ways, knowing that it's 99 degrees out and if sick wears their black jerseys, they're both in black jerseys. <laughs> Problem. It's going to come down, come, come down to conditioning, and, and, conditioning. And, and, and taking care of your body, right? Yeah. And if you, and if you want to see like two people who really take care of and takes their training seriously, battle it out in the elements to see if the color of a jersey actually fucking matters. It does. Oh, it does in Vegas. Absolutely. It may not matter anywhere else in the country. Maybe in Bakersfield or somewhere like, or Phoenix, somewhere, right? like anywhere in the high desert area right. or in Arizona or humidity, but Death Valley. But still, but something about playing in black in Vegas heat on turf, y'all don't understand how hot the turf gets out here. It's not like standing on the track. It's not like standing in the bleachers. You have all the bleachers. All that metal is reflecting heat down on you. 
181 degrees, so you know. Bakes all day. And it that rubber just holds heat. Why do they do like when they when they do burnouts at a racetrack, all that all that gra- all that turf is made up of Basketball. torn up tires. And that they do burnouts to heat up the tires so you can get traction, but it also retains that heat. Yeah, the, the black so you're, tires. You're literally standing on uh, on something made to make you hot. So you're saying I possibly could get a tan on Sunday. You I'm going to be burnt. You're going to get cooked. I'm going to be whooped. <laughs> okay. Look, there's one of the biggest complaints on the sideline of turf in Vegas for the summer, and I should damn near not say this on the podcast for them East Coast cats coming out here, but we won't be in the sun. No. Is you got to keep a cold towel on the sideline. For sure. Because you got to, when the second you come off the field, you got to cover your feet. You have to cover your feet. Especially your if you're wearing black whooped. cleats. Yeah, Be- black cleats are the worst. And like the thing about it is, it, it affects your traction. We talk about this turf monster and all that. Things like this affect it. The turf gets loose. So you got to keep, you got to try and maintain the temperature of your cleats. But look, These I, little things matter. So Clearly, what? we're not on either side of this because we're giving out a lot of free game. If this was us coaching I mean, our own I, teams, we'd be I, like, y'all, look, don't I'm tell not, them. I don't. <laughs> So Shut the hell up, man. I am mildly so, biased. So with that said, you guys are you guys are football players and you've worn and you've played on turf. Yeah. So what's the perfect shoe for turf? Depends on the turf. But with the one at Bonanza High School, I the cross trainer type cleats for me was always the best. But I wasn't a guy who cut very much. I was a guy who was in the trenches pushing people back and it gave me good dig, or I was playing quarterback and I was a straight runner. Okay. So for me, it was the cross trainer type cleats the, with the nubby with the nubby spikes where there was a bunch of nubby spikes. So you got the most amount of traction and digging into the, and digging in. But that, um, that was for my game. I would say water shoes in the pool with a drinking. Oh, you're talking about football. My bad. Yes, sir. Um, so I'll probably go with. Uh, <laughs> I wore um, Jordans most of the time when I played. And I always made sure that they were white cleats on purpose, especially during the summertime. During the wintertime is the only time the black cleats came out uh, for a good reason. Um, You know, Viking, you were just saying the the turf is hot. We actually shot it one time at 181 degrees. Mm -hmm. So that tells you how hot that is. And right down to where we had a guy that wore, um, you have uh, cleats that are glued the, the cleat itself is glued on the bottom, glue, yeah. and we were playing in a game. He made a cut. That bottom came off. Mm-hmm. So his cleat was sitting over here, and he still had a shoe on. The glue let loose because glue of loose. how hot it was, and wow. there were black cleats. Ed Fountain, when his 120 out in these summer tournaments, happens all the time. Gloves fall apart. Yep. Man, look, all I can recommend is, is get you some white cleats, get you some white Under Armour. Right, get that Zion Williams and shoe, just, shoe break up. Yeah. And, and and when that when that turf gets hot, it starts tearing up them knees. Ask Casey Cox. <laughs> he has the war wounds to prove it. Right. All right, so obviously, both teams very talented. Both teams high football IQ. It's a match we've all been wanting to see again since March the twenty sixth in week one when this happened. So we're gonna put it on the spot. Who do you like, and why? Uh, where are you going first? Insomniacs. You got a score? Score? No, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Not just no. No, no. Just no. No. And and honestly, the only reason I'm picking the team is because I'm playing for them next season. That's the only reason? That's the only reason. No, honestly, that's the only only reason. I just think I'm excited. I'm looking at this one as a fan. I'm not. we, We have the pleasure of not calling this game 
of being like down on the field enjoying it i'm not only reason legitimately the only reason i'm saying insomniacs i'm not and they're saying to cut at anybody this is just because i want to look at this as a fan i want to watch this game i've invited business colleagues and you know people i hang out with like i i I want people to come and see this. I feel like this is an amazing representation of what A7 has to offer, not just in the terms of talent, but in the terms of attitude, in terms of charisma, in terms of personality, and in terms of positive role models for the public. This is something, this is a game where not only the game can change the league, but this game can change people. So I'm excited to experience this as a part of it, and I don't want to fucking call a score. I love it. And with what you just said, I think we're going to have you on the Insomniac sideline, which means you'll be on the Sickwitted sideline. Gang, gang. Fine you, said by me. It's, you said it's the 40th show. We can celebrate E40 and Sickwitted. Hey. There you go. Bear it almost stand. works out. Barry, stand up. <laughs> cool. I'll be right in the middle. As you should be. At the 50 yard line? Mm, no, probably in the end zone. That okay. seems dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Mac and Sayer going is, at it. I don't want to be dude, nowhere near I don't it. want to be anywhere near that. Mac and say is a train he'd take, crash. And he'd take Man. me out with it. So that ain't happening. <laughs> Um, for me, I'm going to probably say the team with the higher score is going to win. That's, <laughs> that's just, Jesus just my thought. That's the most Casey Cox. Um, I've ever heard. I don't know if that is, uh, well, you know, I'm channeling my inner Casey Cox. Um, did you just say you're channeling your Cox? <laughs> uh, pause. Pause. Right. pause. Yeah. Cock and balls. Um, so no, I'm, I, there goes monetization, right? I'm just thinking about this and I'm I'm like, it's very difficult for me to pick a winner because I think yeah. the game is going to be so close. Um, I would not be surprised whatsoever to see a Patterson UBIC type of uh, game where it comes down to the end. The thing that is still in the back of my mind that I can't get out of the back of my mind is the throw off. And the reason being is because I think that when I'm looking at that, the team that has the talent to take it back at any given time is the Insomniacs. I think that is hurting um, sick with lavish being out. So that is a question mark that is going to kind of play into my thoughts. Plus, we're forgetting one big thing. Even if lavish was there, are we forgetting who can throw that ball? Yes. With the insomniacs and put it into the end zone. Throw it out of the end zone. So I mean, when we think about that, where you know you've got to start playing and thinking about field position. Yeah. And so when I see that, I've got to give the edge to the Insomniacs. So if I'm going to sit here and think about who's going to win, I'm going to go with Viking. I'm, I'm going to probably pick the Insomniacs, and special teams is going to be the difference in my eyes um, because you've got to take that into consideration. I mean, hell, they talk about it all the time in the NFL. If you have field position and your field position is better, nine times out of ten, who wins the game? So this isn't a knock against anyone. I think these two teams are the two teams that I definitely wanted to see in the uh, championship game because I felt that they offered the best of what Vegas had to mm -hmm. offer uh, going into the season with um, Kryptonite being there, the Force being there, but we wanted to see how this all played out. Well, now we know. So I think that whoever wins this game is going to give Vegas the best shot to win the champion exactly. national championship. And that's just in my eyes. Mr. Duncan. I'd like to go last, if you don't mind. Okay. Because we haven't heard any predictions from you yet, and I want to see where your head's at. Okay. <laughs> He's putting that off. No, not putting it off. It's just... Wanting to go last. 
I have no. I'm just. Be, I'm trying to be the gracious host and let you guys be the stars of the show. I'm. I'm just playing point guard right now. Um, it's really tough to pick because both teams are obviously very good, and obviously both teams can win this game. And I think it's going to come down to one key thing: who takes care of the ball the most. I think whoever wins the turnover battle, I think wins the game. Um, but I'll take a stance. I might be the lone wolf. I'll go with the upset. I'll pick six. Is it an upset, though? It is. I think Mm -hmm. with the number one team in the nation playing the number five team in the nation, if you were to be an odds maker. And with lavish down. And with lavish down, it, it would likely be insomniacs minus seven or eight if you were to if you were to handicap this game. and i just want to say real quick i don't think it's number one versus number five because i think sick with it is actually should be ranked higher regardless I of agree. the rankings that were given exactly i so, agree just and, and that and that is not a knock on the insomniacs because like i said we could be fine with either team representing us to go to play oh i'm happy. ohio either I'm happy. way yeah. i'm happy but i'm happy either one why not if you're sick why not take this mentality of okay one of our star players is down Everybody rally together, and let's go punch him in the mouth. Yep. So, I'll, I'll put on the, the the lone wolf hat and howl and you know, go ow. <laughs> Why not? Well, that helps with you being on their sideline too. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. Good that would have been a bad thing to pick the insomnia action and be, <laughs> and be on their sideline. That'd have been but awkward. Like, but like I said, either way, whoever wins this game has a very good shot to win it all. I Vegas agree. wins on, on on both sides. I agree. I think Vegas wins. All right, Mr. Sure. Duncan, take us home. So I'm already on record as picking sick on the three on one podcast. And uh, for all the reasons we have already discussed and for the fact that I think, uh, let me just say again, I think the insomniacs should win this game. They have the, they have the more talent. They're, they're more polished. They got the guys with the most amount of experience playing this brand of football in a tough matchup. So they should win this game. Things, in Vegas, when it comes down to things like this, don't necessarily go the way they should. Never. So uh, for that and for the team rallying around Lavish and understanding that they're going to have him on the field and he's, and having him cheerleading on their sideline, it, I'm almost rooting for him, but I won't root for either team. I'm rooting for the best game possible and a photo finish, and I want it to come down to an extra point like it did in the you know, the game back east because that would be the best thing for the league. But I'm going to say, sick will edge out because of how well they perform in the extra points. Oh, sweet! I like that point. I like that point. Well, we'll just say this: catching on Fox 5.2, ASNFL.TV. This is the game you want to see. It's the rematch from March the 26th. The Insomniacs sick with a part two. Special thanks to Quan as always. Special thanks to Nick Blaze, our producer. For the Viking, for Mr. Vera, for Derek Duncan, I'm Double A Anthony Alvarez filling in for Casey Cox. We will see you next week. We'll be the champion. Only one way to find out. You've been watching The Other Side of the Ball. I'll see you on The Other Side, side of the, the Ball. Shout out, Mom. Love you. Broadcast gang.